Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Timothy Hyde. And on today's episode, it's kind of a mystery episode, right? So are you prepared? I wonder what we're going to talk about today, I'm Mark. genuinely curious, too, actually. Well, why don't we jump into the episode and we'll find out. You let's, ready? Let's go! Let's go! Money, 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 money. What was that? Beth keeps texting me and says she's selling more and more stuff on Facebook Marketplace. So all I see is coffee, coffee, coffee. Oh, I was thinking Panda, Panda, Panda Express, my dude. I have not had Panda Express in probably six years. Probably, maybe even longer. So pretty much since it first opened. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I've I don't think I've ever been wait, to the wait, South wait, Side. Wait. You've never been you've never been to our Panda Express? I don't think I've ever been to the South Side Panda. I've been to the one what? in Mishawaka. In yes, off the, of yep, Grape the freestanding one right there by yep. Grape. Yep. Grape in Edison Lakes. Yeah. Somewhere in there somewhere by, in by, there, by Meyer. Yeah. Next to Meyer. Ne- next to Meyer. Next Meyer. to the Meijer. So you've never been to our Panda Express. I, not that I can recall. Janelle may correct me and be like, yeah, we did. We went back in 1962 at 345 in the <laughs> afternoon and you were wearing a blue shirt. And it was sunny. It was sunny with a part a chance at a 30% chance at rain the next day. <laughs> so so who's on first? Exactly. What's on second? I could barely remember I don't my know name. Who's on third? <laughs> that is glorious. But no. But so I, Beth keeps saying, says she's selling more stuff on Facebook so, Marketplace. So, so I'm like, uh, I might need to swing by Panda Express on the way home because I ate two slices of Jack's Pizza before I came, which nice. is the equivalent to like a quarter slice of uh, Papa John's because they're so tiny. I, I love Jack's though, man. I, I love Jack's Pizza. I had Papa John's Pizza tonight. With the the pepperoni and the cheese in the crust. Oh, in the crust? Wait, pepperoni in the crust? Yeah, they're doing that. Shut up. They're doing pepperoni and cheese in the crust. Get in my belly. Get in the kid's belly. I will say, so I found myself in Elkhart all day today. So I got to go to both of my favorite coffee shops today in one day. That's why I texted you. I'm like, that's why we're not drinking coffee. Because I was like, dude. I have had so much coffee today. It's like I'm twitching. I am not okay. And I'm like, water. I'm like, I got to go to bed. So probably a good idea. So I had my coffee when I woke up, which I, right now I'm drinking Important Joe's. Ah, uh, yes. I also have uh, what used to be Zen Cafe, but now they're called Kaleidoscope Coffee because they're not a cafe. They're focusing more on their coffee. Oh, good for that. So they're Kaleidoscope, which their coffee is glorious. So I had that too. But I'm, I'm drinking some Important Joe's, is it right? Glorious like Gloria Jeans. <laughs> I'm just, that's a joke. Better. That's just a joke. Better. I love Gloria Dreams, foo-foo drinks, though. But then I, I, I went and I taught chapel at, at ECA. And then right after that, I had about 40 minutes before I had a client meeting in Elkhart. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to the steel yard. So I got my coffee from the steel yard. Ooh, nice. Phenomenal. And then after that, I went and got lunch slash coffee at the Electric Brew. So Rodney it was glorious. Rodney Buse from But What Does the Bible Say? What's up, Rodney? And the wonderful, uh, the amazing Tim Parsons. The amazing. The, the amazing. The wonderful, the incredible, the glorious. Oh, um, the glorious. Try that one next glor- time, Rodney. <laughs> but anyways, so we've been sending Scrum stuff. Dimly we've been sending no. stuff back and forth. And he just sent me two new coffees. Really? And I forget what they're called. Are they from Are they from Fathom or are they from a different No, they're, from, they're from somewhere else. Uh, well, you know what? Hang on. I bet I got you, the. You look. It up, but so I, bet yes, I, got I had, from them. but dude, for lunch today, I had a turkey pesto wrap. It was so, so amazing. Was but it, I am was hungry. It, glorious? it wasn't glorious, it was just solid. Three it, ships coffee. Three ships. What's up with Rodney? What's up with you and like three ships coffee? Like boat thing. Wait, was he Navy or was so, he Army? 
He was Navy. That makes sense because Fathom is a diver, and then this is a ship. So, so he he sent me the mm-hmm. steady hand, hey, Virginia Beach, the steady hand, and Vista Al Chirpo. Okay, so what are those? I, I I don't know. I haven't got into them yet. I have been way busy. He keeps going. Have you tried them yet? Have you tried them yet? Have you tried them yet? And I'm like, no. You haven't even been home to try them yet, man. I am dying right now. And then he texts us. He's like, hey, you guys want to be on Saturday morning? And we're yeah, like, and we're like, well, I'm like, I'm in soccer season, so I'm coaching right now. You're like, I'm busy, and I'm like, I gotta be at work at like 5:30 in the morning. So, but the last two days, kind of leaning into you know, Beth is selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Our wives had had a a, a, a family yard sale. Yeah, they had a little little garage sale. Beth said she, which I'll, I'll speak for Beth, and I know Janiel's listening. Beth thoroughly enjoyed the mama time that she got. Oh the last yeah, Janiel did too. Yeah, she was like, I needed the mama and time. I've enjoyed coming home and my kids being wiped out because your kids have been playing with my kids. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Gee, see, my kids come home whining because I fell asleep and then they woke up, but now they're just screaming. I heard Lucy was like attached to a Blue's Clues toys. Dude, she was so <laughs> proud. She was, she, when, whenever Lucy wakes up, I mean, love that little girl does. She, she, she's got some struggles. Sure. She, she's sure, got some issues. Sure. We all do, but she's got some struggles, got some issues. But for some reason, whenever she wakes up from a nap and then from her nap in general, then all the way till bedtime, she, it, it's just not good. It is mm. not good. So Beth was trying to distract her, and she was very proud to show me her magenta. And then Beth turned on blue, yeah. and Blue Side was doing this thing, and she tucked it under her arm and had this goofy, goofy <laughs> smile of like, ah, look at me, Dad. I get I got blue. What's up now? It was, and he moves, or she moves. I guess it's a girl. She uh, Blue's, Blue's a, girl. a girl, magenta's a boy, right? I, no, but I think they're is both magenta girls. magenta a girl, too? I think they're both girls. I don't know. But for the longest I, I time, not, I thought Blue I was, was a not boy. A, I was me too. But I was not a big Blues Clues kid. Like that was, was, that, was that was my, my younger brother. Mine too. My younger yep. brother was a Blues Clues kid. Now, did, did you do Bob the Builder? Because that no. was also younger brother. No. So what was yours? Mine was I watched a lot of Bozo the Clown. For Sunday morning was I would watch Bozo Bozo buckets. They would yes. play Bozo buckets. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I watched a lot of Bozo the Clown. That's that makes sense now. I watched right. <laughs> That's why I got the big shoes. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so and I was more saying I watched the, the clown. But I watched you know. a lot of Ninja Turtles. Ooh, I was not allowed to. Watch I watched Ninja a lot Turtles. of Reading Rainbow. Yes. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a lot of Sesame Street. And I will admit, all right. Yes. Barney. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm a sinner, and I watch Barney. Yeah, I saw Barney live, bro. Did you? Oh, I never. I love I never did that, Barney. I love Barney. I loved Wishbone. Remember Wishbone? Oh, dude, I forgot about Wishbone. The Medieval Times one. I watched oh, that on yeah. repeat. I did oh, not watch Wishbone. a lot of Wishbones. I watched a lot of Wishbone episodes. Sing, single episode. Because back in the day, before we had Netflix and tablets and Disney Plus, we had to buy these things called VHSs that came with sometimes one or up to three or four different episodes. And those were the only episodes you ever watched. So, listen, okay. We did not stream nothing. We had to buy VHSs, and what you got was what you got, and normally is, it came from Goodwill. This is for all you kids that are listening out there. So, a VHS is not <laughs> on a disc, okay? I understand those are outdated but as what's well. But di- what's a disc, I Fuller? Know. I understand. That's outdated as well. These things were very much like a film, and I know it's hard, but it's like... Um, like tin foil, but more see-throughy and more plasticky, and went on these things called reels, and it went from one side to the other, and you could actually rewind the tape by hand if you wanted. And to. if it messed up, you would have to put a piece of tape on the oh, film, and then it would it? skip it. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? It worked like a charm. You can't fix a scratch on a CD, but you could sure tape a uh, VHS together. Oh, I I, the, I, I bought tape. the expensive stuff, like the built-in stuff from Best Buy, that you would like put the like liquid on, and you have the buffer wheel, the shiny what, wheel, and the other when wheel. All that came out. Yeah, remember that was when, dope. When Family Video was still around, I had missed that. And Blockbuster before they went out of business. I was never a Blockbuster fan, but Family but Video they, with your report they, card. Oh, they did that all the time. They like do the whole. They had a machine that did it for you. That was dope. I, when I saw that machine, I was like, yeah, because it used to be like. I had the one where you could put the cap on and you had the spinner. Yes, my mom bought the bougie one. You're like, like, dude, that that thing was awesome. Yep, but that's what I got for my birthday, like a a birthday gift one time, and that's all I wanted was that. So I clearly I remember those days. I or I I remember the thing I begged, begged, begged for was the headphones that hooked around your ears and went behind your head. Yes, because it didn't mess up my hair. Oh wow, that's That's the reason. But the other one I was no, because I used to take my headphones. And I would literally. You were that dude. You would wear a beard. You would have a beard headphone underneath. Yep. 
Well, you were one of the cool cats. All, all, all the time. But see, I also watched a lot of the Magic School Bus. Ah, yeah. Miss so, Frizzle. Not the new one. So I watched, OG. I watched quite a bit of it. I remember, how, that's how I know how Blood Cells and like And like Arthur and stuff like that back before. I enjoyed Arthur. Yeah. Back before they went all liberal. But, uh, you know, whatever. But it is what it is. But my favorite VHS of all time was 1993, Sports Illustrated, The Year in Sports. Ask me any fact from 1993 about sports, I could probably pull it up my butt. Like the Fab Five. He's like, he's like, that's all I know. Um, I always forget the dude's last name. Uh, the Mr. Steroids. Hey, what's uh, Mr. Steroids' Hernandez, last name? Maybe? I don't know. He went to catch a foul ball and it bounced on top of his head and then it bounced over the wall. And it was kind of, did you ever it watch? It kind of as a, because um, it didn't touch the ground, it kind of as a home run. Did you ever watch? I used to go and. Cowboys run. won the Super Bowl against the Bills. And then the next year they did it again. So I used to go to the video rental store, right? And I would rent the that year's or the year before's um, greatest sports bloopers. Yes! Give me some. I mean, those yes! were great, man. <laughs> oh, I had way too many of those, oh, man. Those they so were fun. glorious. They were awesome. And see, and see, now, again, this is so different because now we got ESPN top 10 plays every single day, and they're the same stinking thing. Well, now I could just go and on there's Facebook. There's the not top 10 plays. Well, see, I, I see them yeah, all the time on Instagram Facebook. Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm there all the time. We had to wait until the end of the year to get it on VHS. No, the worst thing is when you went to the video store and you were like really looking forward to renting a video and, and it was gone. It was gone. It was gone. And then you'd go like two weeks later and you're like, it's got to be busy. Or do you and remember when you there. would rent a video game and you literally had one week to play it? So that was like all, all you did. Is all or nothing. Yeah. And then mom would be like, then when you would, that was the worst thing was when you, I just spit all over your iPad. I am very sorry. But you oh. know, the worst thing was when you rented a game. And then you got grounded from said video game system. And then you just had to stare at the stupid disc that you knew you would well, not get see, to play. See, But mom never paid I'm for little, it because we did report cards. And I'm, they would do report cards. I'm a little bit older than you, right? So a lot I remember when playing Nintendo. I had a Super Nintendo. When Nintendo came out. And there was no way to save the game, right? So you hit the pause button. You turned off the TV. But you left the system on. That way it saved where you were at. I remember the day on the PlayStation where I had to learn what overwrite means. So I did that on my PlayStation. It stayed on for weeks for one game because they were like, do you want to override your save data? I'm like, I don't think I do because I don't want to lose what I saved. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, you want to override? Yeah. But I remember when I found that out, I actually remember the joy. I sprinted and found mom. I was like, mom, I can save my game and turn it off. Yep. Yep. And she's like, you're an idiot. Just go play outside. <laughs> so... I was I was a kid that when I was little we watched TV way too much, and so we were limited to one TV day a week. We only got we're allowed to watch one TV. We were that with video games one day. We only video games. So Saturday Saturday was the day that we could watch TV. But Saturday morning cartoons, baby. If we got too crazy with it, like if that's all we were doing all day, they would take it that day away too. You had to go outside and play. But I grew up on. You know, almost 15 acres of woods, so. So you explored. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I need to figure out who owns that wooded area behind my house. Oh, yeah. Like, like not the one directly behind, because I, I know who owns it, but the adjacent. Because I'm like, man, for. Full, the full of poison let, ivy. Yeah. Let Elliot and Sadie just go explore that. That'd be legit. I wonder how many times you're going to get poison ivy this year. This year? Last year, it was three? Two or three, yeah. I think it was it three. Was bad. It never went away either. <laughs> like, I, it, this sounds your, really your bad. Your first year of marriage and half of the summer you were covered in poison ivy. It was glorious. <laughs> but you know that actually, uh, I don't think I fully got rid of it until like November. <sighs> it just hangs out with these little tiny dots and they just kind of just go, boop, there's another one, boop. And I asked the doctor, he goes, it's because it's just in your bloodstream and your bloodstream is just slowly working out. Uh. Like it's nuts. You should have drank more flavored uh, flavored water. I should have drank more coffee. No, flavored water. Coffee through the yum yum machine. That's yeah. That's flavored water. <laughs> oh goodness! Don't All do right. It. You know what? We're gonna have to move on because we're at fifteen, almost fifteen minutes already. We're gonna skip the party cues again. No more party cues. We're not drinking. We don't coffee. have coffee. I'm drinking water. I'm, I'm drinking H two O. The same tea as I did last week, along with some flavored water. Because we are old. And we cannot and, handle caffeine anymore. Yeah, it keeps me up all night. But we are reading another review. You know how long it's been since we have not had a review to read on this podcast? It's been so cool. It has been awesome. And so we are super close to that 100-episode download giveaway. And the only way you can be a part of the giveaway is if you leave an Apple podcast review because it just it helps the analytics. It helps people find us. Now, I will say to Spotify, I have not checked how many ratings we had in a while. But I we have either. hundreds. I'll... I, 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 
I'm curious if we're even close to two at this point. I don't know. How about you? I read the review and you look up Spotify ratings. Or would you rather do the opposite? I don't know if I can look okay, up Spotify. Okay, I'll look up Spotify ratings. You read the review. All right, this one comes from Joe Gurr. One zero. Good luck with that one. I'm just, I'm just, I feel like, I feel like this username was meant to trip us up. (laughs) Well, I'm not looking forward to the review that makes me word to say, say the word sixth in the review because I can't say it. Y'all want to hear it. I thought we already did that review. No, there's another one. There's a stinking another one. (laughs) Come on, guys. I love it that the listeners are getting in on the joke. (laughs) So Beth is, Beth is here for it too. She loves it. All right. Joe Gurr one zero says exactly what I needed. This podcast has really helped me in my journey for more knowledge and understanding. I love the contrasting views from these guys as they work through all the major topics of the day today living as a Christian. Plus, I am a fellow coffee lover, and you have inspired me to broaden my coffee palette. Thank you for doing what you do. Well, Joe Gurr, Uh one zero, thank you. You're welcome for helping you with your coffee. Well, of course. But thank you. Well, remember when we started off, right? And okay. it was like, hey, what you got? Well, I got some, man, it's good coffee tonight. Yeah, what are we drinking? Starbucks K-Cups. Oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And now and now we're like, huh? <laughs> All right, dude, you ready for this? Go I for ruined it. Beth. Did you? So the other day, we were out of coffee. And so we were just like, we got to just get some. We were at all day. I said, Beth, just just grab whatever bag there. That's fine. Oh. Which it actually wasn't terrible. It was it was a Colombian uh, fair more, trade. It just was add right. more creamer. And so, and then she was at Sam's Club. And she's like, hey, they have Big B on sale. And I normally love Big B. I, yeah. I love getting it from Big B. She brought the beans home. And I look at them. And I'm like, they're already burnt. And they're oversaturated. And they're still wet. And they're kind of crumbling. I'm like, this isn't going to be good. I'm like, what did Fuller do to me? And then, <laughs> and then, so we were drinking. Did you that. eat a bean? Did you eat a bean? I, I don't eat beans in general, but yeah. I could just look and I, I could just look and see what's. I, I didn't want to eat it. Um, but but it's, what it was? Made, it's like your mouth is a yum yum maker. <laughs> it's the mouth is the yum yum machine. But I even, but after we drank this for a few weeks, like the stuff, and then we went back to like the bougie, like you're like big <sighs> time double wash, double egg gray, like good quality coffee, Kenya, from, single origin, oh, so good. And so I don't remember what I think. No, no, I got Honduran from Kodachrome, and then I got Ethiopian, which they always do Ethiopian from, from Important, Important Joe's. Joe's. Oh yeah. And then I so I did. I'm like, so can you tell a difference? She goes, Yeah, I can. I can really tell the difference. And I'm like, I got you. Gotcha. <laughs> I love it. So in case you're wondering, we have 255 reviews. Nice on well, Spotify. So ratings. that is awesome. Ratings. We have ratings. So and we know so many of you guys. Watch on YouTube. We have almost 250 subscribers. Yeah, 249 when we looked last, just which is like 20 minutes ago. And most ago. of our listeners come from Spotify. Um, we, we are Google here Podcasts for is here. They're, 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 we have some decent, diehard committed Google Podcast people, which, which we're here for. Or Podbean listeners. And Podbean, yeah. But you can only leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And it honestly does help the algorithm. So if you are an Apple user, you already got it. So just download the app, leave the review. Delete the app and then be on your merry way. That's all we're asking. That is all we are Sounds asking. Horrible. Just please leave us a review. Please, please, sir, can I have some more? But when we hit 100 get downloads, we are going to take the names of all the people that left a review. We're just going to go and we're going to pick hit a the number. Name. We're going to find that number in the 100. Whatever reviews. Hopefully, it's either like one, two, three, four, five. And then we're going to call you out. And then we're on the podcast. Be, and then we're going to be like, send us your info. And we're going to do it. And then, and then you're going to, I still have a coffee um, cup giveaway that I need to do from March madness still. Dude, that was like two months ago. Well, uh, a month ago, dude, I, I can't even keep up with my own, my own life right now. It is nuts, but we are not here talking about my life and nuts. We're talking about preparing. Are you prepared? To talk I, I about will what say, we're talking about today. I even was like, what are we talking about? Are you prepared? Are I, I didn't know what you were talking prepared? about until well, I had to read through the, the show. It's like, oh, okay. This topic was actually brought up by a listener, right? On Instagram, Austin Rochester. Oh, you actually got the Instagram. name this time. Look at that. I even put yeah. it in the show notes so I knew it. <laughs> did you get permission to use his name? No, I didn't. But you know what? <laughs> Thanks, Austin. Sorry. It's just happening. Anyways, he's my. It was a solid question, though. It, it was, was a solid question. And well so written. we, well ha- written we haven't. I haven't even given away what the question was. But that's nope. so. Uh, but he brought up this question and we thought it was. Uh, with everything going on in the world today, it's probably a time to talk about this certain topic of are you 
prepared for what people are like man they talk about the second coming or they talk about like doomsday which we did we we did talk about about, um what what was that specific the the day of the lord right we talked about that yes yeah a few episodes ago. yeah we talked about that one and what that meant so how is this different than that like what is well what are we talking about are so you so there's prepared? a lot of a lot of different ways people can prepare right so okay. you can prepare for school you can prepare for a job prepare for retirement that's the big one sporting events mm. weddings vacations natural disasters doomsday death whoa that just went nuts you just went school job retirement yeah. what is death? Yeah, boom. <laughs> <You're> like, <it's, laughs> but look at it Look at the transition, right? Schools, jobs, retirement, sporting events, weddings, all happy, vacations, natural disasters. Okay, we're starting to go. Doomsday, okay. Death. So is this kind of more of like the preppers? So, well, it's kind of more of like everything okay. as far as it pertains to like natural disasters, like a emergency preparedness. Okay. That's what we're going to talk about today. See, you had to Should wait 21 be- minutes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wait, wait, wait. What can wait, I say wait. except you Now it's been 20 minutes. Now we're good. All right. So, so how, how are we doing this conversation, so, man? Bro, really? Literally? I'm going to read. I've got two scriptures. I've got two scriptures that I'm going to read. And then I got two questions. And we're just going to talk through those two questions. And then I got a third question and a, one more scripture. And then that's literally all, right. all I got. It's literally, this is going to be real talk. This is going to be opinion night. All right. Let's do it. I'm all ready. Right. Or morning if you're listening. So here is the two scriptures I pulled for emergency preparedness. Okay. Natural disaster, doomsday, last days, those physical things that could happen that we should prepare for with physical things. Okay. Right. Okay. So Genesis 41, 47 through 49 says, this is about Joseph. Do you remember that guy back in the Old Testament, Joseph? The coat of many colors. Yeah. Fun fact: Diane DeGarmo and her husband played Joseph in the in the in the Broadway, and I really love to go see it because it is well done. Mm. So, anyways, fun fact: uh, verse forty-seven says, "During the seven years of abundance, the land produced outstanding harvests. Joseph gathered all the excess food in the land of Egypt during the seven years and put it in the cities." He put the food in every city from the fields around it. So Joseph stored up grain in such abundance, like the sand of the sea, that he stopped measuring it because it was beyond measure. I'm looking at a Bible verse real quick. That's all. That's CSB. That's why it's yes. I love it. So he's, Joseph stored up a lot, so much so that he couldn't even measure it anymore, right? All right. And, and he prepared for something that he knew was going to come. Now, this was a, a disaster. This was a God-ordained natural disaster. dream, though, where he's like, sure. you know, we're going to have seven years of prosperity, seven years of famine. So we need to use the seven years of prosperity to prepare for the seven sure. years of famine, which, but he prepared for it. Like, they were ready to go to the point where the Jews and other countries had to come to Egypt, and Egypt got, like, loaded. They got rich. Oh, yeah. Like, flipping rich. Well, that's how they off built of their empire, really. Right, exactly. Anyways, so here's the other... We're going to read one more scripture, right? So Joseph, man, he was a preparer, right? Okay. Now, yeah, it was God-ordained dream that helped him see what was coming, so that's why they prepared. So Luke 12, 16 through 21 says, Then he told them a parable. Oh, Jesus talking I about I love parables. parables with stories, earthly a, stories a with rich heavenly man, meanings. A rich man's land was very productive. He, taught to, he thought to himself, uh, what should I do since I don't have anywhere to store up my crops? This is a rich man saying this. Mm -hmm. I will do this, he said. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all my grains and all my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have stored up, uh, you have many good stores stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is demanded of you. And the things you've prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the ones who store up treasures for himself and not rich toward God. Huh. I feel like that's saying the exact opposite of what Joseph oh, oh, did. You caught that And, and this is why I wanted to add this verse. So Proverbs 3, 9 through 10 says, Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, which, I mean, I guess we could have brought that up last episode, but so your barns will be filled with plenty and that your vats will overflow with new wine. So honor the Lord so that, uh, that can even sounds a little bit of prosperity of like, like if you honor God, you'll have all the things you need. Sure. So how do we balance those? We're like that is. We see Solomon saying, "Hey, honor the Lord with your wealth, and that way you'll have like abundance barns." Joseph had abundance barns, and then Jesus, where it's like you should not have built barns. 
Yeah, yeah. Jesus saying, yeah, God's saying tonight your life is, is due. You're going to die today because you did these things. So how do we how do we justify and rectify those? Because, you know, I've even heard, like we talked about that with uh, with gambling and money and is is investments and preparing for retirement. It can, is that idolatry? Is that wise? Is that well, what, could we, could, we could sit here from the American side. Well, of course we have to plan for retirement, but is that what God's calls us to do because sure. of the verse where, hey, you died like tonight. So it doesn't like, it's, like screw it. It doesn't matter what you have. Like you're dead. Sure. So how do like, so I I struggled with this of but, how do we do this? But I wanted to stay away from like retirement and stuff like that because not everybody can do that, right? Not everybody can prepare okay, for so, for stuff like that. So or, mainly, let's lean into the like so the, I want to lean the in, natural disaster. I want to lean into the natural disaster slash doomsday, quote unquote preppers. Okay. So when I think of prepper, though, I think of more like when the Crazy government people. Well, when, when the <laughs> No, like oh. the like the like the the guys who have the the cabins in the woods that are not connected to anything. They are self sustaining. They have all their guns and they got their preps. And if the zombies are coming, I'm going there. Yeah, crazy people. <laughs> well, but 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 I think, I'm not saying crazy is bad. I'm right. just saying crazy people. Well, according to cultural standards, yeah, I said they're crazy. But I mean, we know some people that would love to go off the grid. Sure. Sure, because they see. So bad this is what this is where the conversation comes in, though. Should Christ, should Christians right right not Americans, not crazies, not normal people, not Republicans, not Democrats, not liberals, not conservatives, but should Christians prepare for natural disasters and like doomsday stuff? Last I mean, day stuff? in some regards, I don't think we can prepare for natural disasters because we've seen cities that were built to withstand natural disasters that just get taken out. Yeah. I mean, think of like Pompeii. I mean, should we have really built a city at on the, a volcano, on the base of a volcano? So, sounds <laughs> legit. Maybe not, but like you know, like that happened and the city was wiped out. But then you also see the tsunami, like the tsunamis, the tsunamis over in uh, Japan and Indonesia. And, and Indonesia that literally don't they don't just wipe out homes. They wipe out higher cities. cities and neighborhoods, sure. and in our like our cultural terms, counties. Like they're just wiping, like, and they can't prepare for that. And then, like, you think of like New Orleans, where yes, okay, it's below sea level, but at the same time, they built levees that were supposed to withstand all that. Oh, the hurricane! Then Katrina went and just lit that place up like right. a Christmas tree. Sure, and not to not not to you know downplay the seriousness of what happened, but it happened. Or the forest fires, right? You see that all the time. Right. Or you see, okay, now that's just forest fires, but then you also see like shoot pollen. <laughs> Pollen's a natural disaster. Pollen is it's awful. It's horrible. But you know, Janelle's like, yes, right now because she has she's allergic to everything, so she hates pollen. So why is she yes? Because you're like, pollen. oh, 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 she's agreeing with me. I'm like, why would she be cheering when she's got the allergies? Because like, you fun. are bringing it up. She's like, <laughs> finally, somebody understands. That's true. Beth and I understand because we're we struggle with the allergies. Oh yeah. But I think in some regards, there's nothing we can do, and that's why we call them natural disaster what's the what's the other term that we use um but but oh i can't think what it's called basically it's like things that we cannot control but there's people that are like hey i'm gonna store up you know water food generators for when the power goes out a power outage that's a natural disaster right tornado that's actually true knocks it out right for that yeah so so should christian oh but and then there's people that are out in the middle of the woods with 18 different spider holes with guns in them and preparing for war. Um, and so like, like the uh, bringing, it, Gibbs bringing it to the, to today. Okay? okay. So, and a lot of the Christian community, mm-hmm. um, they are looking at the state of affairs of the world. The, the war in the Ukraine, the conflict in Ukraine. Sorry, we, the don't, we don't call it war here. <laughs> the, no, it's war. It's war. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm like, that's it's, why, it's war. Putin calls it a conflict. So no, that's but why you I have the war in Ukraine. You also have the wars that are going on in the Middle East. Well, you have and that. The civil wars all over the place. You still got COVID. You've got a lot of just a lot of tension in this country, right? Yep. And there's a lot of debt. There's a lot of individual just a lot people's of debt uncertainty. and government debt, and we don't know what's going to happen. The housing market. Is it going to crash? The I'm stock market, you. the stock stock market's going crazy, and so okay. And even listening to, I don't know if you know who uh, Dan Bonjoni is. He I know took, Bon Jovi. He took over for Rush Limbaugh on talk radio. So I'm sure some of our listeners have maybe. I, I heard don't of do him. talk radio. 
Well, any talk podcast, but so you know, they're he's encouraging a lot of the talk radio, conservative talk radio is saying, you know, hey, everybody needs to prepare. We're going to be this country is going to be going down. There's going to be food shortages because of COVID and the war, and because you know Ukraine is a big producer of like wheat and other other essential needs, and we need you guys mm-hmm. should be preparing and have a bunch of food stored up and a bunch of water stored up, and so should should Christians be that way. Right? It should Christians follow those things or should Christians live by and not store up and, and just live by whatever God can take care of them with? Or is that just being bad stewards and burying your I mean, is that burying your talent, not producing more talents right. to help others? And you know, so this is the where the conversation piece really starts, right? So I have opinions on that. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted. I would this this yeah, is the conversation, okay. right? I didn't want to make it I, it is it's this is not a point by point. I, I brought up the, the two. I brought up the two uh, scripture verses, and there's a there's a main point in there. Okay, but I don't want to get to that main point yet, okay. or else the podcast. So, so, so here's here's my my thought when it comes to prepping. Right, sure. I think there's in one side there is wise prepping, and sure. in terms of like the the biggest push that I have had with retirement is that you're not saving money so you can just retire and do nothing. It's more of you are financially stable and free in order to constantly still go and serve. Like I know a lot of people talk about like financial freedom where like one of my buddies, his, his goal in life, I think it, I don't think it is anymore cause I know what he does now. Um, but his goal in life was to be quote unquote financially free by the age of like, it was like 40 or 50. Wow. And it wasn't so he can retire. It was so that way he could go be a pastor at a church. Like he could still be a pastor somewhere at a church sure. and not take a dime. Sure. He has self-sustaining businesses, but he's able to use that to actually fund missionaries. Sure. And now he's um, now he's a uh, an army chaplain, actually. So oh, it's a little cool. bit a little bit di- di- different spend. And you ask him, he goes, bro, I just try to follow Jesus every single day. And this is, this is the route that I've taken. So yeah. it's, it's really cool with that. And so I think there's something cool to be said about that. Because I've also heard of other people who are like pastors who... They put nothing away for retirement. They put nothing away for anything. So when the when all the things happen, it falls on the kids to literally take care of everything. Sure. Which I mean, again, that's what the Bible even talks about. Where that's how you honor your parents because they took care of you when you had nothing. So you should take care of them. Yeah. If they have nothing as well. So I think there is some wisdom to that. And even Solomon talks about like a wise, prudent father sets things up in such a way where he can continue to bless his kids for generation sure. generation. So I think sure. there's something to be said about that. However. I do think because we live in such a legitimately rich culture, like we live in a rich culture, like you and I compared to most people in the world, we're filthy, we're rich. filthy rich. Like I own three cars, right? Most people don't even own one, right? Even in America, most people don't own one. Right. And, and we, we, we've created this picture. Um, it's kind of like from the old Ronald Reagan ad about like, like wake up America of like this, not wake up America, like, like, I think it was maybe it was called Good Morning America or something like that. No, that's the talk show. It's something about the fact of the sun rises and here's the American dream in picture form for his campaign. Let's get back to this American dream where it's no struggles, no worries, nice house, white picket fence, couple cars, couple kids. You got a dog, got a cat who acts like a dog because cats act like cat are annoying. And but you have this picture perfect American dream where we're comfortable and we're safe and we're secure, and then all of a sudden. The world is causing us to not be secure. Right. And this is where I think a lot of Gen Z deals with mental issues is because before we always had cultural anchors to, as Christians to dig into, which I don't think we're always correct. But the fact of our world is in such turmoil right now, like we can't trust. I mean, some people say, well, I could never trust the government. But, you know, I think there's something to be said about the fact that we just don't know what's going to happen because we keep flip-flopping all these different things we can't trust the economy because we've watched like we have watched it crash we have watched several times we've watched terrorist attacks that have actually happened in our own backyard like since oklahoma city with timothy mcveigh with the 9-11 the trade towers boston bomber the boston bombers um i mean it's all over the place like it's not just history it's not pearl harbor anymore right yeah this is real real life stuff that we're dealing with and so I think as us as Christians, we have gotten so used to the cushy, comfortable lifestyle and living in a quote-unquote Christian nation. Sure. I mean, we've talked about that in other podcasts that we don't think it's a Christian nation necessarily, but I think we've gotten so comfortable that now that everything is spinning out of control, we think we need to take matters into our mm-hmm. own hands, mm-hmm. which that's why we have 
like, it's, you know, people talk about like, oh, you ain't never taking my guns and my ammunition. And I'm like, okay, so is your faith more in guns or in God? And then there's also the side of like, you know, like, I don't want anybody touching my money. I don't want to sure. do this. I don't want to help the poor. I don't want to help do this because, you know, God helps those who help themselves. And it's like, is it? I don't, I don't, I don't fully buy into that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've lived such cushy, comfortable lives. And I'm speaking for me too, because sure. I mean, all things considered, as much as we complained last episode about how hard our weeks have been, it ain't got nothing on people who live on the streets every single day. Right. But we live such cushy, comfortable lives that we don't know how to not be comfortable mm. to the point where even like today, like like in today's day and age, I legitimately giggle when they're like, oh, there's a big blizzard coming. So make sure, and, and all of a sudden, I mean, TP shores, that was kind of funny to look back on, but like it's always toilet paper or paper towel, bread. milk and bread and cheese. And it's I'm like, like, those things expire so fast. But I'm also <laughs> like, when have we ever, ever have had a shutdown so bad that we had to shut down for months. Mm. Never. Hmm. Ever. Like, the last massive blizzard we have, we couldn't drive for what? But they're predicting that's coming, right? That's what they're. a lot of the financial gurus, they're predicting a food shortage in our country. But what's a food shortage? Is it a food shortage where we're used to gorging ourselves? No, it's a you won't find stuff on the shelves. Food shortage. And so that's, that's, it's a real fear in this country right it's now. It's a fear, but I'm also, but I'm also the side, and I don't want to just say like, you know, some people think it's a cop out for, for, because we say this all the time where it's like, well, how much do you really trust God in all this? Because sure. the Bible says that God takes care of the sparrow Sure. and homeboy ain't even got a job. But we also got, see homeboy, like God, not homeboy, because homeboy is the sparrow, but like God takes care of the flowers and the, in the, in the lilies of the valley. And, yeah. and it's how much more does God even care for us who are made in his image? He knows the number on our heads. You know, we see in the Bible, seek first the kingdom, which, right. which the kingdom is. It's not, which my counselor, Neil has been, beating it in my head again are you living for your own kingdom mark or are you living for god's kingdom because right now you are living for your kingdom and mm. it sucks so thanks neil but um but it's a true reality of i care more about my control and my comfort life and looking good feeling good thinking good than i do about like no 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 what has god called me to do and the bible says god will take care of and provide for all of our needs maybe mm. not all of our wants but he'll take care of our needs. So, but then what do you do with some playing devil advocate by the way? I, I think everything you said I was got you. beautiful. Okay? I'm ready to rebuttal, buddy. Let's go. But I'm going to play the other side of it now. Okay, do it. But what about Joseph, right? Joseph, God gave him a brain, right? He gave him a vision. He gave him the know-how, how to store up. Because all he did was show that there was going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine and said, you should probably store up. Okay. It was still him that had to figure out how to store everything up and how to distribute the the grains to make sure it got. So there there was still some. There's a lot of technical administration there, of Billy's homeboy. There had. was yeah sure so so he gave him a heads up and and some would say that we are seeing a heads up now right of, of some the national for here in America the national food shortage that's going to come because of the things happening in other countries and COVID and loss of production and lots of other things. Right. And so, I mean, how do, how do we answer that one? Um, we've survived as humans for thousands of years before what we have is what we have. And we're going to be okay. Sure. But there's been like, a- I'm very much like, okay, we have food shortages and pickles. We don't have any more pickles. Okay. We have a food shortage, which is true on pigs and cows, but at the same time, People also like I've I've seen actual documentaries of like no like and we're intentionally not taking care of what we have. Sure, but what about like the people that are living on minimum wage right now, right? And the the food shortages cause price hikes, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes it so they can't buy whatever little food there is, which makes them starve to death. Well, there's always, and this is the thing that like right now our government has into place where there are like especially Indiana, like we are a very very um, below poverty level for finances friendly in terms of healthcare, in terms of food, in terms of sure, uh, but the bridge that, cards but and that, all that. That kind may of all stuff. change, right? With this food shortage, I mean, you're not going to be able because you go from 15, 20% of the of population of Indiana to 90% of the population. And this of Indiana. is where, in my opinion, the rich and the well off and the well prepared should be in a place where they care more about their neighbor than they do themselves. But why wait, right? Because why not be like the ant who stores up in pre- preparation for winter, right? 
I mean, the ant has to prepare for winter because if he doesn't, he will die. I love playing the other side of this, by the way. But at the same time, I, I still lean into the fact of like, we can have the world's biggest fear of we're going to have all this food shortage, but we're never going to be without food. I really don't think we ever will. Well, and if you are, well, you know, you can live on beans and potatoes. But what if they're not around? Then grow them. How are you going to, that takes time though. You may not have that time to live that long to see. But we've seen civilization wait. after civilization. I mean, yo, if the pilgrims could do it back in the day and they didn't even have heat and they didn't have electricity, they didn't even have plumbing. Yeah, but they, they had made help. It. They had help from people that were already established, the indigenous people. We are well-established indigenous people. We are not, <laughs> but okay. But people think we're not. Dude. People are terrified dude, of the unknown. Shut shut down all Wi-Fi for two days, and let's see how indigenous we get. <laughs> I, wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a job. Well, you wouldn't have a job, but I'm thinking of even the younger generation who can't take 10 minutes away from technology at any point in their day. They're either listening to music, looking at their phone, or watching TV, or on the computer. You're talking or, about me. Okay, well, I didn't mean you. I said younger people. Well, I guess you are younger. <laughs> but... No, but seriously, like, uh, we there's not the same skill level, right, as there once was for that this type of stuff. There's not preparation. We don't have farms all over the place that are prepared for this, right? Like they did, or do back we? Then. Well, not to to feed the mass number of people that are here. But I'm going to get into what I, I think we do. I'm going to get into my and, opinion now. I have played enough but, of the but now, But we also think about like the, the I think like the potato famine over in uh, in Ireland, sure, and other places that have had these struggles. But at the end of the day, God has made humanity in such a way where what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, resilient. Humanity is resilient in a lot of ways. But also at the same time, we see in the Bible that it's going to, like, God will take care of it. Now, people will look at this and be like, oh, it must be a sign of the end times. But people could have said that during the Black Plague. They could have said that during World War One, World War II, um, the Civil War. I mean, shoot. Like, there's been Pretty so much any time there's a big event. And we are the first, we said this before, but in my opinion, we are the first society ever in the history of history where we have been so, like, we live the lifestyles of kings and queens. Right. Back in the day. And we are so used to our cushiness. And I'm not saying that I want to be uncomfortable because that kind of stinks. But I, I, I don't know. It's like when people talk about the food shortage, you got to prepare, 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 prepare. I'm like, all I think about in that is, A, you don't trust God. And God apparently is not big enough to take care of you. And then, which, and then shows me your lack of faith. But then, B, you're also so worried about yourself. And now people say, well, I'm worried about my family too. But I'm like... The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And so many times, like, we don't even take care of the poor and the widow and the orphan right now. Ah, you're hitting into between those two scriptures now. And so, like, we don't, and I don't, I didn't read your show notes. No, but you're, um, I, I, I didn't even write it down because I didn't want you to. Okay, okay, because I'm like, I didn't read too no, far. I want you to no, sound like, no, nope, good. go back to the verses. No, you're good. But, like, I hear this fact of, like, we're supposed to take care of the widow and orphan, their distress. Mm. And so many of us are like, well, they got themselves that way, so they need to get off their butt and get a job. Mm. Or, that, uh, like, the government's supposed to take care of them. And this is where I think a lot of conservative Christians fail. And this is why, in my opinion, now this is agree with me or not. I think this is why a lot of Gen Z's are starting to switch what people would think is a traditional Christian political position They're starting to switch the aisle because they're looking at us as older generation going, you say you're Christians, but you don't care about people. You All care right. about money. So now and that's why I think people are flipping the other side of the aisle. We look at those two scriptures again, right? Okay. Okay, we're gonna the, the Joseph and we're gonna, Luke. Look at, we're gonna look at Joseph. Okay, so Joseph, right? Okay, yes, they, he stored up for the times seven years of plenty, right? He was the government. Well, he was only the government after the dream. <laughs> well, right, but, but I mean, like he he started prepping because <laughs> he was the government he, after he laid out the plan. But uh -huh. <laughs> then we look at uh, then we look at the passage in Luke. Right? So if that's the case. We trust the government storing so up enough what, stuff for us to take care of us. What what do these two stories have in common. Yeah. What did the two you, you Joseph were, and Luke? Yeah, you were starting to hit on it a little bit, right? It's I mean, a, J J J Joseph was in a place where he was taking care of the entire nation. Okay, and who was the who was the rich man taking care of? Just himself. Oh, there you are. So, hey, I'm a genius. We are. We <laughs> I'm are, a genius. We are going back to the same thing as we did on the previous episode about wearing clothes to church, right? 
or wearing the types, different types of cho- motives. Check your heart. Where are the motives of Joseph? It was on honoring God. And loving and, others. And taking care of the people. And where was the motives of the rich man? Just in his own crap. So, can Christians be preppers or prepare for natural disasters? I think there's a difference. Again, I'm going to go back to I think there's a difference between, yes, we need to be wise in order to, because like it would be unwise for me to say, oh, you know what? We don't got to prep for nothing. So, every dime that I make... I'm going to go spend it however I want. And then look at my wife and kids and be like, sorry, go get a job. Like that's God will take care of you. That's not okay. Cause I'm called to steward what I have. Well, but I'm also not supposed to put my faith in what I have. I'm supposed to put my faith in Jesus and then love other people through my stuff. Wow. I'm feeling convicted two episodes in a row. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to get into my, my opinion of it. You go into it, homie. All right. I'm going to hang out. So my opinion of it, as far as motives go, can Christians be preppers? Yes. If they're called to it. So how would you be called to it? If you're called to prepare and your motive and heart behind it is so you can not out of fear, help yourself like the rich man, but out of honor to God, like Joseph, help others. So you got to check your motive. Which I think in some sense, places like hope, they do prep for all this stuff. So they could literally feed. Sure. So people, if your motive, right, if my motive is directed out of fear for what I will not have, mm-hmm. and so I got to store up these things for myself. Is that, I think, I like what you said, that fear of what I won't have. Yes. That rather than fear of not being able to make sure that everyone else is okay. Right. I think of George so Mueller a little bit with that one. It's a motive huh, issue. Okay. So if I fear for that, right, mm-hmm. and I'm storing up treasures for myself you're not seeking the kingdom you are not you uh, that christian should not be a prepper so the, so the christians that stock up on guns and ammo and I, gallons and gallons of water you'd say that's crossing a line i no not necessarily okay because i stock up on guns and ammo i don't but my guns and ammo are hunting purpose right Food. You are an outdoorsman. You love to fish. I got lots of fishing equipment. It's ways to, there's hunters and there's gatherers, right? I'm a hunter. So that's what I do. <laughs> so I have these things. I gathered the children to eat now, what you hunted. There you go. <laughs> and I'll feed you. But, Thank uh, you. So, like, I know, I know personally, Christians, that right now with this world food shortage that is being predicted are storing up stuff. And again, we don't fully know. People just think it's going to happen. But they're not storing stuff just for themselves. They're storing stuff for themselves, but also for others. That, hey, if if we find somebody in need of food, that we can give them food. But here's my my question, though, is the fact of there's so many people who already don't have homes and food, so should should we be prepping to take care of just in case people, this doesn't happen where I'm like, you know, there's already people who don't eat. Sure. But the, these same people also give to the food. I would say, yeah, many, a lot of people do. So that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, there's, they're doing both, right? And they can continue to do both. And I think that that's where it comes in. What are the motives? Are you being driven by fear for yourself? Are you being driven out of love and conviction to prepare to help others? So here's a question. Because this is where some other doomsday preppers go. Because, you know, you talk about, we, I mean, we already hinted and joked about it, about sure. like guns and ammo. What about those people that are stocking up on all of that to literally, just in case the government oversteps, they have the power to set form, form the militia, to protect their family, and to, you know, because the government's trying to, like, regulate all these different things, like don't touch my guns and don't touch my ammo, which goes to the core of who and, and how America was found. I mean, just sure. watch The Patriot. Like, <laughs> It goes to like the core sure, of America sure. is literally like, oh, oppressive government. Yeah. Don't take our guns. Yeah. We're going to show you what's up. Like that's how America was founded. So, uh, you know, I used to be a very gung ho patriot. You'll take my guns from my cold dead fingers. Um, I am more of a pacifist now as far as that goes. Do you think it's even changed since we've been part of the podcast? It has. Because I thought so. Yeah. I've become way more kingdom minded. Right. Mm-hmm. This world's not my home. I'm just a passing through. 
defend why defend a world that is going down no matter what this is just my opinion and this is my conviction i'm this is not each man be convinced in his own mind exactly i'm not saying you have to be convinced this way this is me i am of the opinion that that democrat that liberal sitting across the aisle from me that i'm shaking my finger at right now because I don't like what they're doing or saying. Am I being a good witness witness and ambassador for Jesus Christ? But I also think there's a lot of people on the right side of the aisle that I'm like, that's not a being a good witness either. You know, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying as a person who's more conservative, right? I'm a, I'd be, I'd be considered right wing because of my opinions, my conservative views I'm down the middle. Well, you're not, you're, you were pretty, you're, you're pretty right, comparatively. But uh, am I shaking my finger at them? You dumb liberal. No, I'm not, and I will not, because that is not a good witness for Christ. I'm going to present the gospel. I'm going to be like, this is God's standards, and that's the line I'm going to draw on the sand. I will defend God's standards to the death, but not to the death of the person, but unto death for me, right? Because that's how we're supposed to live as Christians. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets back down to. It gets down to motives and, and what our motive should be when we prepare. And I want to read a scripture real fast. Luke 12, 22 through 34. You did a long, long verse last time. I'm going to do one this time. <laughs> I pretty much read the whole gospel last time. Yeah, it was good though. Um, Give it to me, homie. Then he said to the disciples, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what your body, what we, uh, or about the body or what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn, yet God feeds them. Aren't you, much, aren't you worth much more than the birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? No, because we, we don't even know when we're going to die anyways. If then you're not able to even do a little thing, why worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and is thrown into the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you, you of little faith? Don't strive for what you should eat and what you should drink, and don't be anxious. For the Gentile would eagerly... Uh, world the gentile world eagerly seeks all these things and your father knows that you need them but seek first the kingdom and all these things will be provided for you don't be afraid little flock because the father delights to give you the kingdom not to give you things but to give you I love the how it kingdom says, but delight little flock yeah sell your possessions and give to the poor make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old an inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So what is the motive behind people that prep out of fear? Right? They're it wor- means it's worry. It's fear. Right. They're, they're worried about themselves. And, and right here in Luke... We're told not to do that, and it says, "Be anxious for yeah, be anxious." In other parts, be anxious for nothing, but in but in lowliness and uh, cast all your care oh. before God. I'm trying to remember the Philippians I'm, I'm, four. I'm so hard. Philippians four says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer, prayer and substitution." Yes, substitution, prayer and supplica- supplication, supplication with thanks with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God. And he who is uh, trying to pull it off, I don't remember. So you're exactly. blanking too. I'm, <laughs> I'm blanking now. <laughs> We've had so much scripture tonight. But, but, but at the end of the day, it's of God even says, don't be anxious. Now, I mean, our natural human state is worry but, because we are, when we realize we're so out of control, you know? And, and that's the beautiful thing, right? What does he say? He said, don't be anxious, don't worry, because it won't add one moment to your lifespan. And honestly, I think it takes it away. You worrying and you you being doing things out of fear does not add one moment to your lifespan because your days are numbered by the Lord. It actually, I it could honestly diminish because you see people like when I mean look at the president like after eight years like they look decrippled because 
but what's their the job? It's hard. What's the natural? I'm not sure how that applies. Human but. reaction to things, the disasters, fear, worry, and control. Yes. What can I control? Self-preservation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. What can I control? I can only control me, so I'm going to take care of. Yes. Self-preservation, whatever that takes. And God is saying, why? Because it ain't going to add any. It's not going to add a um, half a millisecond to your life. And this is what no. This is where Christianity, I would say, um, has been very different compared to other religions. Where with the Black Plague, everyone fleed, but the Christians stayed. In in Roman cultures and in New Testament times, to take care of all these widows and orphans, the government didn't give a rip. So Christians right. stepped in. Right. You see Christians and organizations that are Christian-minded starting hospitals and orphanages. I mean, think of like back-to-back ministries that are de- dealing trauma care. You got Little Neighbors of Paraguay. Mm-hmm. You got all these different Christian agencies that are like, we want to look out for those who can't help themselves. Right. You know, rather than the, the Christian ministry, which is more of the prosperity gospel of what can I do to gain more for me and I can be more comfortable and luxurious. And yep. yeah, I think at the end of the day, it goes back to if we don't live for others right now, when the time comes for us to live for others, we're not, and you can be prepared to do it. Yeah. So my final yeah, thought, you give your final thought. We'll get into fun facts. We'll close this episode out, bro. So my final thought is can Christians be preppers? Yes. With the right motives. And if they are called to do so, not in order to self-preserve their own lives, but to help and to spread the gospel. Love God, love others. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> My dude, it was good just to chat it's a good about ch- it rather than going through an outline. This was just good to little chit, little, good I little chitty it'd chat. it would be a good chitty chat. It's a good chat. little chitty chat chat. <laughs> it's a good little chitty chat chat. And then you can go take a little nappy nap after this. I'm going to go to 99. You're going to go take a 99 nap. I'm going to go to 99. And then I'm going to wake up and go potty. You know, <laughs> you got to use all the little kid terms, you know. <laughs> Got to wipe that, your butt, and then you got to... No, 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 you go potty. And then you got to eat your, your bar. Then you got to wipe your tush. <laughs> Anyways, the fun... I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I fun, am dumbfounded. The fun fact... <laughs> the Which fun, I didn't read it. I'm ready. I'm going to be prepared, just like you guys. I'm ready. Let's this, go. With all your, your troubles that you've had recently with your fridge and, and all your appliances, this one should... You should learn this one. Follow right Beth here. on Instagram. She's a, she's a hoot. Fun fact. Okay. The fuller the fridge, the more energy efficient it is. Ready? Really? An empty fridge not only makes it more difficult to decide what to snack on, it also wastes valuable energy. It works like this. The more empty space in the fridge, the more cold air is displaced by warm when you open the door, requiring the appliance to generate cool air to replace it. If the fridge is packed, Less cool air escapes and less energy is required to replenish it. The writers at the kitchen go so far as to advise fridge owners to fill empty bottles with water in order really? to displace the empty air. Really? That's the fun so fact. So what I'm hearing you say is that preppers are not just being prepared for the worst, but they're actually being more energy, energy efficient. efficient, which means they're actually <laughs> saving the planet. They're saving the planet. Good job, guys. Way Proud to go, preppers. Proud of you. <laughs> That's not at all what we're trying to say. But that is a really fun fact. It was. I thought it was. I mean, an it makes fact. sense because it's kind of like with coolers, like, you know, when you the have. Fuller they when, are. Or not even. That's you, boss. I know. But, like, but like, <laughs> if you already put pre cold drinks into a cooler, you need fewer ice packs to keep it cool. And yes. especially if you don't open it. Because I know whenever the power goes out, my mom's one rule is if you open the fridge, I will whack you. Yeah. Because leave it closed. Leave then, it closed. Then it doesn't. A lot of warm air in this place. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, thank you for that fun fact again, my dude. So, next time your fridge goes out. Just don't open it. Just pack it full beforehand because you have that pre-knowledge and don't open it. You have you have <laughs> never failed to disappoint us on the fun fact, my dude. So, thank you for doing that every single week. You're welcome. Goodness. And just like always, guys, we are so thankful for you guys who literally are part of the RTC family. We have many of you guys who are part of it on YouTube. Many are part of it on Instagram and many are part of it on Facebook and specifically the Facebook group. There's so many different ways to connect with Fuller and I, which a lot of you guys have done via personal messages. Like just yep. the, people just personally DM us all the time they, or they text or on, email. It's right. crazy. Yep. And we cannot always get to those messages as fast as we want. We try. And and, and it, it sounds bad, but it's just, it's 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 cool to see this ministry grow 
but it's hard to keep up with it all, man. We might need to get a secretary to Janiel. help us with the messaging. That would be awesome, actually. Beth would be really good at she that. She would be fun, freaking nominal at that. But we'll talk about that later. Sure. But just like always, guys, seriously connect with us on any of the platforms. If you're a follower on Spotify, leave that rating. If you are a follower on Apple Podcasts, leave that rating review. And if they're following YouTube, what are, they, what are they supposed to do? Like, click the bell. Oh, yeah. If you're on YouTube right now, go and hit that subscribe button. Hit that little bell. Ding. And subscribe and get those notifications for whenever we pop up. You never know when we're gonna, we're like a whack a mole. We just pop up at random places. But at we're like times. the old '90s one where if you put your coin in, it may or may not work. May or may not. <laughs> but if you're not on YouTube right now, go over there www.youtube.com. Go into the search bar, hit Real Talk Christian Podcasts, and again hit that subscribe button, that little bell notification, and ding, and subscribe to us. Or if you don't know where to go to find all the stuff, just go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. You can find everything there. I think we hit all the high notes. What do you think, Fuller? Did we really just have to restart the outro because we yeah, talked too long? Yeah, we had to restart the Holy outro because we talked too long. We have a problem. So should we let these married people go? We probably should. All right. I love it, guys. Well, hey, until next time then. Take it easy. Take it easy.